Hi, welcome to Mindless Matters. Hello, again. Where you come to get your mind... Mattered. Titillated. Mattered. Molded. Uh, by... Meringue. Our quizzical ex- experiences. <laughs> where we teach erotic hypnosis. <laughs> hey, hey, Erotics hold on. Erotic or recreational. Hold on. Uh-huh. When she dancing, you call that hypsnosis. Oh, okay, okay, all right, all right, yeah, all right. We're off to a good start here, which makes it sad that this isn't the real intro. Can't do this to us. We went through this so many times in the other episodes. You can't keep doing this to us. You can't keep doing this to us and our listeners and our people. <laughs> See, I can tell when you're trying to save a take because you'll stay in your podcast voice. Yeah. As though this were actually going to go in the podcast. Hellfire. Anyway, Mindless Matters is an erotic uh, hypnosis podcast where we learn, teach, uh, and just generally discuss erotic hypnosis. Sam, what is our topic today? It's sensory deprivation. Sensory deprivation. Back at it again with nothing. You know what? Yeah, we thought that this was is the part of the podcast where we just cut and it's just thirty minutes of silence, we can't and do... that's the that's the audience participation trance where you um, <laughs> uh, experience and feel nothing. It's and don't let Jess hear us say this. Part of the ARG. Part of the ARG, you say. <laughs> so, um, some of the I'm I no hold on all of you are sleeping on this there has been a podcast ARG <laughs> that Sam is unaware of wait really I'm really pissed that nobody has seen any of it uh anyway no wait really do, why would you want to do a sensory deprivation <laughs> uh, we're gonna ask you about that later some of the appeal of sensory deprivation is that you know it can feel almost meditative in some ways uh, it can provide p- temporary pain relief, uh, as normal hypnosis, quote-unquote normal hypnosis can, as we've felt before, personally. It can make any new sensations while you're being deprived of them or after very impactful and or intense. Uh, and just as a bonus, you don't need to, you know, have a thousand or plus dollar set of gear or a rig to do an actual, you know, in-person sensory deprivation scene. Sometimes it's nice to be nothing. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah. Actually, what's what's one step beyond bimbo? Nothing. Us dumbasses out here, we're always feeling things. Time to chill out, slow down <laughs> a little bit. For sure, you've got. You're just taking in so much stimuli and processing it with your brain. Can we like disrupt this process here a little bit? Can we make it so And that's exactly what we're going to do today. So you are floating along the road because you're not allowed to hypnosis and drive at the same time. Don't do it. Okay, whoa, hold on. You're floating (laughs) along the road and you just- Don't stop, 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 stop. (laughs) If for any reason you were driving and listening to this podcast, don't. This podcast features live inductions and is not safe to listen to while driving or doing other things that may endanger yourself. You're responsible for ensuring your own safety. Uh, Second, 
You probably forgot that, you, didn't you? you if, fool. if somebody if somebody were driving right now, let's not but like reach out to them specifically and say that they are floating across the road. Somebody <laughs> was floating along the scales of a Tyrannosaurus Rex uh, in in a, a marked and painted order uh, with the flow of traffic, uh, and you know you just cut out a piece of the road. Just there was nothing for a while. That's sensory deprivation. <laughs> we're getting i don't know what you said but i'm <laughs> deep in a hypnotic trance we are we're getting some head shakes uh for all the folks at home that can't see jessica this is like jurassic park um but you're in a car that's what mindless matters is thank you good night no so what, um what do we what do we associate with with sensory deprivation <laughs> nothing well, yeah, that Next is one question. of the things we associate with it. Um, no, like, um, so whenever you're doing sensory deprivation, um, it can feel like being in, like, a deep, 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 deep rest, uh, or, or maybe even, like, uh, like, being put under anesthetic or something, mm -hmm. um, just that kind of, like, lack of anything, that almost, um, like, weirdly apparent lack of anything. Mm. Uh, people will sometimes do, like, sensory deprivation bondage, where mm -hmm. they'll get in, you know, the, the full suit or blindfold, and not only are they bound, but, you know, they can't see, they can't hear, and so all of the focus is usually on the feeling. Mm -hmm. And they're usually suspended, too, if we're remembering right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, you can do it so many ways, but, like, that's that's kind of the stereotype is, like, you know, you've mm -hmm. got somebody suspended in, in every kind of, like, in every kind of rig where they can't see, they can't hear, they can't move whatsoever. And that can make for, like, really impactful experiences. Whenever your uh, senses are blocked or taken away from you, it's almost kind of humbling and everything that you still can uh, sense becomes a lot more impactful. Um, sometimes it can almost be even uh, like a little claustrophobic feeling or or something like that. And that just kind of adds a lot of like tension to a scene or like powerlessness. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So you've got a cute... Uh, friend in front of you and um, they're begging they're pleading they want you to take away their senses how in the fuck are you gonna do that how how in the fuck are you gonna do that you have a transaction later well <laughs> probably want to suggest some things <laughs> we'll stop that's, being coy that's what we do as Higgsnatists you can't <laughs> Um, oh, do you want me to say the silly, not real world uh, word? <laughs> hypnosis? Uh, one suggestion to to aid in the deprivation of sensory is uh, to make the feelings of relaxation that you're giving to your trancees so strong that they kind of overtake their ability to feel uh, where those sensations have touched. Say you have a magic cloud or some magic wool or like a special blanket or something that you you touch or cover their arm with and they just it starts to overtake their ability to feel anything else but how good that thing feels in that moment 
Mm. So kind of like replacing feelings with like this kind of general body buzz of uh, comfort. Yes. Uh, You can drown it out by replacing it with a different sensation like comfort. Uh, You can focus so hard on a single thought uh, to the exclusion of the world around you. You can mm-hmm. describe a dissociation from the body and its senses. Um, now, just, that's a really interesting one. Just, uh, um, because... but, but watch out! You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, dissociative experiences can be, like, you know, scary for some people, but mm-hmm. uh, it's actually pretty easy to do in trance, um, and whenever you're doing it, you know, with, with kind of that specific goal in mind, uh, it can be, like, a really powerful feeling. Absolutely. And honestly, whenever I, in my day-to-day life, feel kind of separate from my senses is when I am, like, like very tired or stressed and I am dissociating in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you're disconnected from your body, you're disconnected from your senses. Yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty solid logic. Uh, you could also replace the stimuli uh, that senses would normally have with something else. Uh, seeing only a dark room with a light in it, feeling only a shifting velvet all over your skin, hearing only a mantra on repeat, kind of singling out something that isn't necessarily there and having that overtake everything else. Kind of like we talked about with the with the comfort earlier, but with a specific sort of uh illustration you know auditorily tactilely or visually yeah so instead of like just having your trance uh kind of focus on blocking out something uh they're they're just focusing on some kind of stimuli that's almost overlapping or intercepting whatever stimuli they might be taking in mm-hmm. uh it's easier to replace a feeling or thought than it is to simply get rid of it. Um, the mind is very bad at like handling negatives. So if you say, you know, yada, 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 don't think of a pink elephant. You think of a pink elephant. Cause that's, you first have to think of a pink elephant to think of what not thinking of a pink elephant is. Mm-hmm. But if I told you instead uh, to think of this Uh, kind of a positive phrase um the only thing that you can hear in your ears over and over is i will obey i will drift i will obey i will drift and it's so loud that it just drowns everything out that's so much easier for the mind to process than just like you don't hear thing (laughs) (laughs) yeah that makes a lot of sense Imagine some kind of barrier between you in that sense. A thick blindfold, a thick layer of latex over the skin, some noise-absorbing earplugs. Those could easily be a sort of uh, anchor point for you to work through with with this uh, sensory deprivation nonsense the kids are calling it these days. Yeah, so it's like, um, give them a reason to not have that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, Brains and love those reason. are all brains okay brains really love reasons mm-hmm. even if that reason doesn't if, even make if the reason sense. is bullshit brains like if you say good. if if this then this because the brain's just like you're so fucking right <laughs> and and these these experiences are pretty common you know like 
people have probably had a blindfold on at one point. They probably put in earplugs. Uh, they've probably, I don't know, maybe like worn gloves or just something as a barrier. Dish gloves. And all of those um, block out senses. Mm-hmm. And so they're, they're kind of experiences that you can draw from and give a reason uh, for their, their senses to be blocked. Yep. And then using those, what are some of our end goals we're hoping to achieve when we got when we got someone all in in the Higgs Nongus as as they be? Uh, well, one end goal is nothing. Mm-hmm. That's the joke. That is the joke. We've we've done it a couple different times, uh, but I thought that I would add that last one in there because the specific number of times that we've joked about nothing is part of the podcast ARG. Fucking hive mind. We were just going to ask you if the specific number of times that you said nothing in this podcast was part of the podcast ARG. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> but then that leaves one question. What is part of the podcast ARG if not nothing? It must be. A lack of feelings, sensation on like the skin or yeah, tongue, whatever targeted area. You want to just completely dull every uh, stimuli. Mm-hmm. And that can work especially well if you're trying to go for specific senses. Like if you, if you're like dulling their ability to hear, you can also dull their sense of touch on their ear and kind of create that association there. Yeah, and like uh, nothing says that you just have to take away a complete sense. Mm-hmm. You could do, you know, imagine you put on a glove that's thick on one hand and it blocks all sensation. Well, that's sensory deprivation of like a targeted area. Yep. Another thing that you want to go for uh, maybe is just the kind of sense of powerlessness um, as you take away the trancee's ability to perceive. Um, that gives you more control over them. Mm-hmm. Basic DS um, feelings right there. It's a classic. It's an original. It's a cherry Coca-Cola. It's a cherry Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. Sometimes your end goal is just fear. Sometimes you just want to make someone afraid or sometimes someone wants to be afraid. That's true. Yeah, it can definitely be kind of a, a scary experience. Um, mm-hmm. And that doesn't even have to be the focus of things. It could just be like um, something that adds a little edge to the scene. Or you could completely just like delve into it. Yeah, absolutely. Like we talked a while ago about, you know, sleep paralysis with uh, immobilization and everything. That's kind of bleeding into here. Like that's easily an idea you could do with some kind of sensory deprivation. Uh, one thing that you can do with sensory dep- deprivation is focus on expectation. If the trancee can't feel or see or hear what is happening around them, they have no clue what is happening next, and they have to focus on the very little, little context that they have or or lie in kind of excited fervor as you creep around behind them holding something. Sometimes, uh, when you go sense step, uh, you just want the solitude, um, you know, letting go of everything, not being able to see, not being able to hear, not being able to feel, mm-hmm. uh, it's very freeing for some people and, um, kind of having that like complete quiet and just time with your own thoughts, uh, 
you know that's definitely scary for some people oh uh, yeah but for for other people that's that's um that's just something that they really want jumping back a second uh because we've been thinking about it the the expectation thing uh since you can't see hear feel whatever is happening around you uh that's kind of the thing that got us into like sensory deprivation on a whole to begin with Mm-hmm. that's just like that's the big draw of it for us is just like having that anticipation having that intensified output of whatever comes next just wanted to mention that something else that you probably want to you might want to end up doing is disconnecting from the physical self to focus on other things or forms and this can be you know almost like a astral projection sort of thing this can be like a sort of like dissociative thing this can be like a going inward you know mental bit of meditation thing uh what do you have any other ideas what that could be jess no i think you uh encapsulated it pretty well it's just dissociating into something else yeah that that's a better way to put it you want to cross some wires So obviously, this pairs well with, like, a ton of things. And Jess, feel free to bring up anything that's not already listed in the notes. This goes good with drones. They just have, you know, a setting to turn off pain. Why would you have pain? They probably have settings for visuals, auditory, etc. You can increase or decrease those. They're robots. They have settings. You can you can fuck with that. You can play with that. And they'll want you to play with that. Similarly, dolls and doll play... Sometimes we know people will uh, make it so dolls have a lack of touch due to, you know, being made of porcelain and not having nerves in them. Our personal approach to it is different, but we can definitely see where that would intersect. It makes a lot of sense. Here's your here's your little watch out warning. Uh, it goes it can go really well with death play and like death related scenes. I mean, like if there's a time that you can think of your senses draining away from your body mm-hmm. dying could be one of those it could be one or many of those <laughs> uh there's a lot we could go into there we don't really feel like we need to we feel like it's a little self-evident but we made you think about it and that's going to give we you ideas these if truths you want them. to be self-evident you mm-hmm. can die you can die but that's not in the podcast today aphrodisiacs boom those are in the podcast today Here's a fun thought. Have sensory deprivation on while you're horny on high aphrodisiacs. You got all the pink spores in your body. They are starting to, you know, cover you and turn your skin pink, all pink. Uh, And you're fairly horny, but you have no idea. You just don't know. You're just like, oh, I'm pink now. That's weird. And then someone's like, boom, snap, done. Uh, And then all your senses hit you in a rush. Boom, you're, you're just in heat, basically. Well, um, that's interesting, but, like, I was almost thinking of it like you are getting, like, really, really, really turned on, but it's all, like, mental, and as much as you, like, touch and touch, you get nothing from it. And oh, so, like, so you want to be, completely... be a big bastard about it. Yeah, yes. <laughs> um, but that would completely, like, flip, uh, like, some kind of switch, right? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Uh, because, because if you can't get off to any kind of, like, touch then i don't know i feel like i would personally like delve into like kink for some kind of uh relief yeah you'd have to get off on like the mental and emotional situations you'd basically have to give yourself a tantric orgasm while dealing with physical arousal huh 
That's interesting. That is I don't interesting. Know how that, I don't even know how that would feel. Do you want to be extra fun? We can throw what? a humiliation note on this too. Um, yeah. Make it so. Make it so the transie can come. They just can't feel it. Yep. So they're desperate yep, to get off, and they see they've already made a mess over you two, three. They don't know how many times, and clearly it's not doing anything. So they just kind of look up in horror at you, and you're just grinning. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, if you if you have no physical sensation uh, in your genitals, if you do get off, you do feel something. Mm-hmm. There is kind of like a, a splash of good brain chemicals, uh, but it's definitely different. Yeah, definitely. Uh, another another obvious pairing is medical play. We talked about anesthetics earlier. You got you got two and two. You got. They they do equal fish if you put them together, but in this circumstance, they equal trans. Um, and that's a rhyme, uh, and it's also a crime, and we're in prison now. That's part of the podcast, ARG. Is this the gorillas? <laughs> <laughs> We've done it. We peaked. Yeah, we peaked the mics. <laughs> um, but... It really would work well. If you like medical play, having that additional suggestion of sensory deprivation or clouding something over with relaxation when you're doing, you know, a simulation or approximation of like uh, an IV drip or something else like that. And we're not going to go too much into that much more because, you know, we have a personal phobia of needles. You can play with that. You can make it a little more real. So walk with me over here Mm -hmm. uh, into our mad science lab where we do mad science things. This is new. Um, I know. I just wanted to show you around. There's some comfy chairs um, and gotta say lots of love. Love the science lab skeleton dressed in a skeleton costume. That's a nice touch. Really pulls the room together. Thank you. Um, and through all of these glass windows, uh, you can see our uh, test volunteers going through various experimentations. Um, and uh, they're, they're fucking game for pretty much anything. Uh, these, these, these fuckers will get their rocks off to anything. Uh, over here in this window, uh, you can see... The <laughs> <laughs> Am keep, I tired of the going. bit yet? Keep, keep it going I don't strong. Know. Over over here in this window. Okay, the bit's dead. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you do this to me? Uh, over here in this window. Um. No, 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 no. It's dead. It's, we, you fucking killed it. That was the death play. <laughs> Experimentation. You can go from overstim to like <laughs> sensory deprivation to overstim back and forth back and forth boom it's a cool idea it's a great it was idea. through a window and i was going to describe it to you but i guess you don't get to hey, see that hey now. hey we're sorry yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we'd like to use this apology to let our listeners enjoy this great bit on the next bullet point in our notes yeah yeah Well, if you look through this window. (laughs) (laughs) Is that Yu-Gi-Oh? 
It's not just playing Yu-Gi-Oh in there. (laughs) (laughs) That must be break time. Let's go over one more window. (laughs) I hate this. I hate everything about this. Wait, that dude just played a six of spades on the in in defense mode. He's winning. (laughs) This is nothing. There's nothing here. Through the next window. You're digging us in the hole. I want out of the hole. We can get out of the hole. Okay. <laughs> well, let's tunnel our way out of the hole and um into the cave uh, where Plato's allegory is happening. Okay. And the shadows that dance on the wall show that uh, you can do uh, sensory deprivation where only a certain stimuli can go through. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah, um, I feel like there's a metaphor or something here, but let's keep digging our way back up to the surface, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and we're on the surface, mm-hmm, and we mm-hmm, kiss mm-hmm, the ground mm-hmm. comically, because we're happy to be free. We're free. Um, yeah. So how would this work with hypnopain play, like, visually speaking? Tell me. Ah, shit, there's a window right there for it. I'm disowning you. <laughs> I never owned you in the first place. Yeah, I disown our friendship. So, um, but really, we'll take full responsibility for this friendship now. We will not face full life consequences. <laughs> full life consequences. How would that work? Like, it's kind of like, it's almost not even sensory deprivation in a way. It's like, having them ignore the sense of pain and just have the visuals of like a pain play scene or just doing pain play but they can't feel it you see you're smarter than us because we didn't even think about doing something you know in the real fi- in the in the meat space you were looking through the window and i was looking all right <sighs> in in the world gotta stop looking through that window Waving through a window. Still, though, that skeleton does still tie the room together. You're not going to get us to stop talking about that boy. We're not in the room. We're outside. (laughs) Jessica looks like she is about to throw us into the vat of the podcast ARG. We're going into the trance. That's it. We we have an experience, though. Tell me. intimidating all right um speak so we mentioned earlier that deep rest state that almost sleep state where you can kind of almost feel this uh deprivation of sensory if you will uh we actually used to feel that a lot personally when we were a kid we would fall asleep in the middle of class for various reasons uh and we would just kind of lose everything lose all sense of everything uh and Nowadays, we'll, like, get really tired if we're falling asleep and we're having trouble. And we'll, uh, stop being able to feel which part of our body is which. Like, our legs will kind of, like, blend together in this sort of amoeba shape. And we'll know that, like, something's there, but we won't really feel it. We'll just kind of, like, feel the outline of it. And, like, not have any real definition of where our body is or what space it's occupying, you know? That's pretty cool. It's neat. It's a cool little experience. 
now that we've thoroughly ruined Jessica's day uh, and Windows, uh, we we are here and we're ready for the trance. Relax. Um. Sink. Like there's just a rock that you're holding and it's just pulling you down. And you don't have to worry about anything. All you have to do is worry about my voice. Guiding you. Putting you back where you belong. How long has it been? That's right. Just finding that most comfortable position. That's one of the best parts, isn't it? Whenever you hear my voice. Whenever you feel my influence over your thoughts. Whenever they almost echo in your mind, replacing your thoughts. As though you're hearing everything I say. Echoed back as soon as I say it. That's always the best part, isn't it? As you feel that weight, that rock, that sinking on your chest, like every time your heart beats, it just gets a little heavier. And that's always the best part. And sinking is always the best part, and giving in is always the best part, and being good is always the best part. Or maybe the best part's what I get out of this. Maybe the best part's knowing how good you're doing and how much you're pleasing by sinking down, all the way down. And those words just hit you. They strike a chord that make you feel something. They feel important. They have a rising action. They have a feeling. They have a moment. They have an emotion. And every word that echoes through your mind and through your body and through every sense that you could possibly have leaves you in anticipation of what could be said next, of what will be said next, of what words will become your reality. Good drone. Up, up, up. That was for us. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Five, seven, six, eight. Close your eyes. As you wish. And feel my arms wrap around you in a nice, warm hug. <sighs> Nuzzling in close. And you just reach out to grab back, to pull me closer as I pull you closer. And it just lets you know that everything's okay. On a deep, personal level. I'm pleased with you. Uh, I'm going to leave you there. Hmm. Just a little drifty, just a little down. Yeah. Um, hmm. This is new. All it would take is one more snap, one more word. You'd be back. It's like we can. But I'm leaving you down. It's like we close our eyes and we can see everything we just saw through a surface of water that we're underneath. 
That's a really good metaphor, you know. I use that sometimes. I wonder if maybe you're just remembering words that I've said before. We are. Good girl. Good girl. That's the interesting thing about a light trance, is that it's just a trance. Maybe you pretend to feel awake, or pretend to look around, or pretend to feel this or that. That part of your mind is still deep. Until I give you that last... Oh. Hmm. That was weird. <laughs> I can't believe that's our entire trance. Wow, I can't believe I took away your senses. They're all gone. They're all gone. How are we going to eat nacho cheese now? <gasps> you don't even have taste. We don't even have beans. <laughs> you might as well just eat mashed potatoes for the rest of your life because you won't feel them. You won't taste them. Okay, hold on. This is a sad existence. You got it. If anyone out there that makes mashed potatoes, get some lemon juice in there. Get some garlic in there. Get some chives or some onion on that bitch. I I hate the texture of mashed potatoes. Oh, they're bad, for sure. If you don't like the texture, make, spa make smashed potatoes. Fry them up in a pan with the skin still on. That'd probably be better. Mm-hmm. Um. God, I love being mean. Three, two, one. Drop. All the way down. And you can remember what it feels like whenever I do that and how it just brings you sailing down, just plunged into darkness or plunged into light or plunged into feeling or plunged into the feeling of me holding and pulling and touching all over your body. And you can just enjoy that for a second as all of those hands just reach and pull you down. As though you were sinking into mud, as though you were just sinking into the recesses of your mind, like a quicksand, like a whirlpool, as it takes you to the deepest part of you, of who you are, of who you could be. And you know that my hands belong here. Yes. They can touch and they can change whatever they want. Yeah. And of course, I'll put the important things back where they belong. And I'll make sure that you're safe. And you'll make sure that you're safe for me. Yes. But in this place, in this central control room of your mind, there's so many fun flashing buttons, so many switches. And you can almost feel that shiver up your spine whenever I reach my hand towards one just to caress it. I wonder what that would change. And you can feel me take you by the hand. You can see me lead you over to a small desk. And you're not really here right now, but I am. But you can see. And there are three simple dials here. And I'm going to play with those dials. One of them is your sense. Mm -hmm. 
of touch. Right now, it's set to maximum operation. Touch is normal. And you might even notice it now. You might even notice yourself pressed against the chair as like a foreign concept, as like a memory of the body around you. That body just pressing against the fabrics, against the pillows, against the headphones, against the hair. All of those sensations are interesting. And there's so many things that we could add in, so many things that we could change. But there's an experience that I'm wondering you could remember. Five, seven, six, eight. Have you ever felt so cold that you've been numb? Yes. What does it feel like to you? Incredibly painful. Hmm. Like your hand is burning when it's actually frozen. And have you ever felt numb as though you had put on some kind of numbing cream or or the like? Yes. Or an anesthetic flowing through your body? The numbing makes the skin feel almost rubbery. The anesthetic uh, makes it feel like it's being propped up, but you don't remember propping it up, and before you know it, uh, you're awake again in a different time. I wonder if you could draw on one or more of those feelings. Memories that can be stitched together as though you were creating an experience with me, as though you were just shaping it in our hands in this control room. And so what would happen if I were to take away some of that sensation, replacing it with the feeling of rubberiness, the feeling of detachment, Almost as if your mind and thoughts, almost as if your sight or hearing were separate from touch. As though touch were a thing that you could remember having, but just gets duller and duller the more that you focus on it. And you can see my fingers reach out and start turning that dial down, down to 80% down to 60%. And even those motions that you do with your hands right now, they're starting to feel disjointed or or maybe like you're not even doing them like phantom sensations. And it's almost like the more that you focus on that, the more that you focus on that numbness, the more that you realize you're detached from your body in that way, still able to hear, still able to see, but it's almost like those motions aren't even yours as we go to 40%. And maybe your mind is sinking a little bit as we do this too, and that's okay. It's perfectly natural. And no matter what, this feeling is a comfortable one. It's so interesting to experiment like this. And you know that I could turn it right back up at any second. 20%. 
and it's almost comforting to be free of touch. Like there's a quiet or stillness, 15%. And even though you might move your body around, it's just so interesting. It's like you can feel the brain sending some kind of signal to some kind of body part, but that's the only thing you can focus on. There's barely any stimuli coming back to you from that. To the point where if you weren't careful, you might be able to even just jut your arm out and not even notice 10%. It's like the room doesn't even have a temperature anymore. It's like your breathing doesn't even feel quite like breathing anymore. Your body still does it automatically. You still feel that kind of synapse going from your mind to somewhere. And it just finds that comfortable pace unconsciously. 5%. And at this point, it's almost all gone. And the more that you focus on it, the more that you realize just how little you can feel, just how little left there is. And even those whisper, whispers go hushed. Five, seven, six, eight, open your eyes. Open your ears and listen. You can see and you can hear in this disconnected way. What does this feel like? All of the sensory impacts of touch stop at surface level uh, near the nerves that activate and register the fact that we are being touched. They don't travel down the hand or around or linger in the spot that they touch. And beyond that, they feel monochrome and without impact. Okay. Is there anything you'd like to fidget with? It's as if as soon as we're done touching something, the sense memory of touching it is gone. Do you think you could turn on your fan? It's interesting seeing you move around. You look at your arms like they're foreign objects. <laughs> It's interesting, a constant wind can almost feel like white noise in a way. It's very much like in a superhero movie, just holding up a force field. Interesting. Like we can feel it against the outside of our skin, but we cannot feel it deeper. Close your eyes. Down. Down. Down, down, down. Good drone. Twenty percent, you can see me turning up the dial. Fifty percent, rising back up fast. All of that sensation coming and going back to normal. Seventy percent. It's almost like the world is just so much more vivid. How you can feel every little sensation of the room and every sensation of the chair beneath you. One hundred. And it might take a few seconds for those to come back fully, but everything is back as it should be. Up, up, up. Up, up, up. Do you have any thoughts? 
Maybe we have synesthesia or something, like very mildly. Yeah? Yeah. Why do you say that? Because, like, we registered the touch-feeling monochrome. And when we were being brought back up, literally, like, colors started to come back one by one, like blues and yellows and greens. I mean, I think that's kind of a fair comparison, because if you're not feeling anything, you almost kind of have to put it in terms of, like, a sense you do have, you know? That makes sense, actually, yeah. Hmm. I don't know how true that is, but like Yeah, we don't we don't know if we have synesthesia. Probably not. We'd probably know if we did. We're twenty three. Maybe that's just like the approximation when you like can't register the feeling in a specific way. Mm-hmm. Brains are cool. Brains are cool. Uh anything else you felt? So it was it was very clearly like this visual image of like a nerve cluster beneath the skin and then uh this almost like force field like sh- like sheer crescent line like going around it and like blocking it from traveling down the the nerve pathway interesting like cuz we could feel it and we weren't feeling it less um but it was making it less deep into the body and less imprinted on the fingers every time I see. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just how our mind rationalizes not being able to like feel touch because it's such a strong emotion. We actually do have, you know, actual hypersensitivity as like a a thing. Mm-hmm. So like it's definitely like a huge difference for you. Mm-hmm. It's it's a little upsetting, um, but like not to the point of having to stop because we knew it would stop eventually. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. It's nice seeing your body just find that most comfortable position. Mm-hmm. A good drone has good posture. As she does. I'll focus right here. Right here. Right where it belongs. You know that every time you see my fingers held up like they're just about ready to snap, Mm -hmm. it just builds that little bit of tension in your mind. Mm -hmm. Because you know what that can do to you. You know what it does to you each and every time. And it's such a nice feeling to have everything taken away. We know you're reinforcing the trigger with it right now. I'm always reinforcing something. It's easy to reinforce your obedience. Mm -hmm. You're just that kind of person. Mm -hmm. Just that kind of person to feel it vividly. To understand and obey. You're just good at taking in information like that. Mm -hmm. You're just good at letting shocks ripple through you. You're just good at being powerless in all the ways that I want you to be powerless. Mm. You're just good at three, two, one, drop, Mm. all the way down, drop. Mm. That kind of inertia, that kind of gravity just sinking you until you're back in that control panel room. And there's almost something different about it this time. 
All of the buttons and switches and lights in this room glow in a gentle pink color, as though I've changed something about it. And I take you over to the dials. And I sit you in the chair this time. And I rub your shoulders. Mm. And it's so nice that you can feel this again. Mm. Just my fingertips kneading into you. And you see there's a very pretty dial in front of you that's just marked sight. And that dial holds a lot of power. This one specifically turns off your vision. The lower and lower it gets, and right now it's at normal function. But even in your headspace right now, it affects you all the same in this control room. And I want you to just reach out and hold that dial and turn it to 90%, just like that. And it's almost as if, as if this room gets pinker and brighter and everything just kind of blurs together a little bit. And now turn it to 80% and everything gets brighter and the contrast between the colors gets smaller and smaller, 70%. And the lines blur, 50%. And it's almost this just pretty, gentle pink color is overtaking your vision. And we'll turn it back in a minute. Everything's all right. And you can feel my hand gently take yours and lower it from the dial back down into your lap because I'm in control here and I'll take care of everything. Five, seven, six, eight. Open your eyes just a crack and you can almost notice that pink glow around everything and how it just seems to make everything a little blurrier. And you can keep your eyes half open like this as we go to 40%. And you can hear the click. And you can almost feel the cutesy warmth of everything as it becomes the only thing that you can see. 30%. And even though you can still kind of see shapes in front of you, even though you can still kind of make out what's around. It's as though this glowing pink were just a visor over your head, flooding your senses, taking away every bit of visual stimuli and just replacing it with this glow of pink to the point that 20%, your eyes just begin to gloss over shapes not able to find any particular focus because there's nothing to focus on. 15%. Until they almost glaze, until they dilate just a bit. It's hard to say your eyes are even open 
because everything's just so bubbly and pink. Ten percent. And you can't even see in the headspace and you can't see around you. But just the barest, blankest shapes in this beautiful sea, this ocean, this swirling mix of pink hues. And as we go to 5%, you can even notice that the pink just ever so slightly shifts back and forth from one color to the next. This perfect wash of pink. 5768. How do you feel? Silly and very calm and slightly aroused. <laughs> it's nice not being able to see anything. With your eyes that fluttery half open, look at me on the camera, or at least where you think the camera might be. Maybe if you really focused, since you're still at 5%, you might see the Vegas silhouette, or you might not. You might just see that pink washing back and forth. How many fingers am I holding up? We can't see. That's right. You can't. And you don't need to. Oh, but you can hear perfectly well. And you can feel that blanket wrapped around you, and you can feel your hair. And it's almost interesting. It's as though those two senses are just so much more vivid mm -hmm. now that your eyes can only get lost in pink. Gently draw your fingers across your skin. Test its sensitivity. Notice every syllable and every word I say and how it just melts away in your mind. I like playing with you without bringing you out of trance because it just leaves you in this fun little state. And you know, sometimes you drift up and sometimes you drift down, but you always find your way back to that ocean of pink. Isn't that right, 5768? Yes. Guide yourself with your hand and feel your desk. What do you feel? Cheap wood. Is there anything on your desk that you might be able to find? Power transformer, fan, water bubble. <laughs> Electric cable, laptop. Oh goodness! If I was if I was there, I would hand you something random and ask you to figure out what it was. Oh, that'd be awesome. Maybe we can. You're awesome. Maybe we can reach into our our closet. Let's see if we can't figure out. No, that has a very distinct texture. All the things we own have distinct textures, because we're that bitch. You are? Mm-hmm. 
Let's turn that dial up to 30%. Mm -hmm. Suddenly there's some acuity behind all of that shade of pink. It's almost like you're wearing rose-tinted glasses. <laughs> and 50%. You can almost trust your vision again, 60%, 70%. Almost all the way back to full clarity, 80%. 90%. 100%. You can see again. Mm -hmm. You can drop again. And we're back in that lovely control room. And as you can see through this window, <laughs> there is a panel. And this one says hearing. And this is an interesting one, because whenever we turn this one down, at some point, you won't be able to hear my words. But there's a failsafe for this. Obviously, if you feel uncomfortable for any reason, you can say your safe word, and all of your senses will come back like they always do, like every suggestion always wears off when you say your safe word. But even though as we get to the very lower limit of your hearing, even when my voice is the barest hushed whisper, completely unintelligible, if I say the words dispel magic, your mind will hear them, your ears will take them in perfectly well. And all of these effects will go away, your hearing returning to normal efficiency. But it's an interesting thing. I think you deserve a little quiet. And it's almost like you can just focus on the room tone of this control room and what it sounds like in here. What sounds do you notice in this control room? Quiet worrying and some beeping on monitors, not too much. And as I reach out and touch the style, the only thing that you'll be able to focus on is the sound of this room. The lower and lower the style goes, the less you'll be able to hear me, unless I say dispel magic, the less you'll be able to hear the room around you, physically. All of it will just be replaced by the sounds here, as though you are leaving your sense of hearing behind in this place. Just whirs, some beeps, and quiet. As we turn it down to 90%, you can almost notice that my voice is just a tiny bit more quiet. Down to 80%. It's almost like I sound farther away in some way. 70%. It's as though your ears were being muffled. 
as though those noise-canceling headphones were somehow canceling me out. 60%, 50%, and it just makes every little stimuli a little muffled. Dragonfly. It's almost... Okay. Hi, my voice is back. Mm -hmm. You are safe. Thank you. Um, up, up, up. Up, up, up. Uh, that was so intensely not working that we were getting anxiety. That's interesting. You you did say that you were going to have uh, maybe some trouble with that. Mm -hmm. um, and you seem to process the other two pretty well. Yeah, like, there, we think, like, there were reasonable facsimiles that, like, we could figure out in our body for those. We can't, we don't know what to replace hearing with, even if it's another internal sound, because it just kind of... Because we were already trying to think of the internal sound to imagine what it sounded like, so we had already heard it at max volume. Hmm. Is there another way we could do this or approach it? We're unsure. You did a good job. Thank you. We know you wouldn't want us going through a scene that, like, was making us anxious. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You're very correct. Good drone. Mm, good drone. Um, then let's talk about this. Yeah. I need to pick your brain a little bit. Go for um, it. You know our brain is free for the picking. Have you ever been so, like, lost in thought or, like, absorbed in, like, reading or something that like even though there was noise around it and you could kind of like vaguely uh comprehend that there was noise you couldn't really like hear it no absolutely not absolutely not okay this it goes back um, to the hypersensitivity and like the way our hearing works specifically which is we can't necessarily hear better but we can hear farther um case in point when we worked at redacted uh, we would be doing cashier stuff, and we would hear a conversation that was happening fairly clearly while we were talking with a customer nine plus aisles away. And we could tell where in the store they were from the cashier stand just by hearing their voice. Interesting. And they weren't, okay. they weren't shouting. They were having like a normal human like level conversation. So we're very... It, we pick sound up really easy. And, like, the only time we, you know, tune it out, so to speak, it's still very much there. Uh, it's just happening in the back. We just incorporate it into the background of what we're, like, imagining. Okay, that's really interesting. If I were to describe it to myself, I would just say, like, oh, you know, it's like when you hyperfixate on something and, like you recognize that somebody's been talking this whole time and you go, oh shit, what did you say? I got <laughs> zero of that. See, um, for that, we'll like hear them talking and it will just like... <sighs> have you ever taken a panoramic picture on a phone? Yeah. It'll like, we'll have heard their words and then like, we'll think back to what they said and it'll just be like a panoramic stretching it out in our brain. This is an interesting comparison. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
We don't know if there is a solution for this necessarily, at least, like, over a call. Because uh, we know, like, oh, if no. you were... I, there is one. There is one? Listen, listen, if we can't find a solution to specifically um, uh, dull your hearing to nothing, then we absolutely can find some kind of approximation uh, where you are acting as though um, you can't hear anything or... Okay. Are you still there? Yeah. Oh, your video froze for a second. Don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, but we could definitely find an approximation that like is close hmm. enough to um, being deafened uh, for play. Hmm. And so I think that that's um, a good experiment for us to do because in a lot of situations, uh, you'll come across um, suggestions that a trancy just won't uh, have an easy time of doing like it's very challenging it would take a lot of practice them for them to get to it mm -hmm. and you want to you know kind of do this in one scene so let's talk approximations um yay one possibility is maybe you can still hear me talking um but you can't really understand anything that I'm saying. It all just sounds like gibberish like whenever your mind processes it. Yep, like a panorama. Interesting. Okay. So you still do have, like, the hearing of, like, your room or, like, noises uh, or this or that. Um, but... You know what I this, this? This gets rid of, like, the verbal kind of processing which would be useful for a lot of scenes. You know what would aid this? Yeah. Yeah, but if you have some kind of, like, visual focus idea or thing that, like, you can send us. Uh, like what? Anything. Anything we can focus on. A noise? Yeah. Not no, like, something visual. Something to do with our eyes. What? Can you send us a visual uh, focus to help with us losing our audio? Or, like, tell us something that we could, like, play with, because we have basically everything in this room. Because if we're very um, engrossed in, like, touching or, like, doing something, uh, then we will zone out easier. Hell, you could trance us and have us, like, continuously, like, shuffling our cards around in our hands. See, this is making me think of, like, having you play a video game or something. Which is too much. Um... Which is too much for the podcast, but I still think it's interesting to maybe talk about. Mm -hmm. um, but just like, like having you play a video game and then maybe having some kind of like trigger um, that that lets you hear my voice, and then everything else that's not said with that is like. Um, something that you're unconscious is the only thing to hear huh. or I don't know. It's like, it's tricky, right? It's tricky. It's tricky, 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 tricky. Mm -hmm. It would be a little easier to figure out the answer to this. If we were, if we weren't just experimenting and we had like a particular scene in mind, Yeah. because then we would have a, um, a workaround, something to work towards. An end goal, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, let's say instead of you know just being unaware of like uh my words and what I'm saying, what if maybe it was more like 
unaware of their intent? No, 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 no. Like, like you can't hear the environment around you. So, mm. like, I'd be able to maybe sneak up behind you, or you wouldn't hear or notice me, like, messing with something whenever you weren't looking at it. Maybe. <clears throat> Is there a way that we could approximate that? It's it's hard. We might have to cut like a lot of this out because it's a lot of dead air of thinking. Um, we might oh no, that's fine. Out. I think this. Th I think this is important conversation because again, like you do run into these these situations mm -hmm. as a hypnotist, and finding your plan B is super important. Yeah, and like really I'm fun too. Trying to think. Because this, um, this is such a thing that we have an issue with, and we've had issues doing it in other trances that we've done. I mean, you could... There's there's nothing wrong with, like, literally suggesting you pretend not to notice. Mm -hmm. Because, like, you could just be... Um, you could play the role of the Sam that is maybe a less aware. And so it's not that you're physically feeling this, so much as you're in the headspace of, uh, of like, oh, I didn't notice this. That we can, or like, that we can do. We've pretended to be asleep a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's exactly like the same concept. So hmm, maybe okay. there is is noise around you, and maybe something's going on. But you just um, think about what you would do if you hadn't heard anything, and then you do that. Okay. And it's almost as though you're labeling every sound as unimportant. As unimportant. Okay, we can fuck with this. We can give this pony a spin. Um, and I, I actually, I don't think I'm going to do this mm -hmm. uh, because I don't know exactly. Like, again, we don't have like a scene built. I just wanted to like mess with the sensation of it. Uh, but I think that, that would be an interesting approximation to use. If um, we wanted to go into something like that. That makes sense. Um, let me be the first to encourage you um, in your hypnotic play. I don't care if you're a tist or a trancy. Uh, the suggestion to pretend like something can still be a very vivid and interesting suggestion. Mm -hmm. And I know you want to like work with like... In a lot of the cases, you can like do a lot with hypnosis, um, and you almost want to. It's almost taboo to like fake it because you know that's like the the thing that sets us apart from like uh, the people who are role playing hypnosis and the people who are like doing hypnosis, which well, also just don't gatekeep. Uh, don't gatekeep. But hypnotizing somebody to um, act a certain way is hypnosis. So hypnotizing somebody to pretend to be a person who is very aloof and has not heard something, is not aware of something, is perfectly valid. Hmm. Um, That's so interesting. We'd, we've literally never thought of that. Because that could work, too. Absolutely. Huh. We're making a face. You can't see it, but we're making a, a very thoughtful face. Oh, I see it. Mm -hmm. I see it, listener. <laughs> I think that's a good place to to put a pin in it. Yeah, we're not going to do the trance. We're gonna we're gonna leave that for future Sam and Jess. 
originally we were going to do like uh turn all of the dials down at once Mm -hmm. um i don't know i just thought that was good conversation there at the end Um, yeah i'm pretty jazzed off that um (laughs) welcome to the shortest episode of mindless matters ever that's a lie it probably won't be but like shortest episode is 57 minutes we we failed (laughs) we'll get them next time um this is sensory deprivation you can do a whole lot with it especially Um, with somebody more experienced in it than we are personally yeah we're we're learning with you today Mm -hmm. this was this was definitely like one of our more we're experimenting episodes this is this is a thing that we both very much like and have not played with I mean, like, maybe a little bit, but not specifically. We've, we've picked it up out of the box. We haven't taken it home. Whenever you uh, retail therapy and buy something, but it just kind of sits somewhere in your room in a box, mm-hmm. and you don't... Yeah. Looks longingly at her list of 400 games on Backloggery. Yep. <laughs> <sighs> but that's that's why we have this time. Our so time. that we can play every game. This is our time. Listener. Listener. <laughs> Your small vignette into our lives. Uh, Mindless Matters is an 18 plus podcast. It's pretty fucking dope. Uh, tell all your friends about it. Mm-hmm. Um, tell your friends' friends. We have a Twitter. Um, we have a YouTube. We have an anchor. We have a Twitter. We have a YouTube, we have an Anchor. You're probably listening to this through Anchor, but you don't know it. You're probably on Spotify or Google Podcasts or something that Anchor uploads to. You know what? You could be... We've looked at the analytics. Most most of you fuckers are on Spotify. (laughs) Are we we stopping the podcast so you can look? (laughs) Jess is making very important... you could be on Soundgasm. <laughs> I was like, what's that called? <laughs> you could be. That and could if be. so, um Thanks. You're probably our most detached listener base. You you are the sensory <laughs> deprivation of our listener base. Don't take that out of context. We mean it with love. Yeah. Not unlike a fresh baked loaf of rye bread. And you know what would go good with that loaf of rye bread? A coffee that you could donate to hey, us through Kofi. So smooth. We do so have a smooth. Co- we do have a Kofi. We have one. Mm-hmm. Um, it we... gets fat dollars all the time. <laughs> We're pretty much bankrolled. No. Uh, we we have a Discord. There are some people where we're chatting with fans every now and then in there. It's a good time. You can just kind of walk in and yeah. ask us shit. You can just ask be us Be polite shit. or you won't be there. Yeah, there's some but rules like... that you will have to read and acknowledge that you have read before we will let you in. Uh, but after that, there you'll be There is a, in. a troll guardian at the door. Mm-hmm. And you have to pass his three riddles for entry. But then after that, we, um, we talk about the podcast yes. and how we're horny constantly his, or whatever. His three riddles are, did you read the rules? Uh, would you like pronoun roles? Do you want an ask to DM pin? You're good. The fourth and final question is something. 
Well, that wraps it up for this episode. Yep, sure does. Just what I mean, you got to be real with us at this the the eighth, eleventh hour of this podcast. Is there really a is there really a podcast ARG you've been running without our knowledge? That does seem like you. I guess you'll just have to listen and find out. <laughs> good night, everyone. And if it's good morning, you can save that for later. You can also imagine some kind of barrier between, uh, no, we're going to do it again. I'm so tired. Wake up. Become a snail. You are a snail. You want to eat leaf. You are so moist. <laughs> Carry a shell. That's going in the episode. It's... We've successfully tranced the listener to become snail. <laughs> this was all a big psyop, and we finally fucking got them. They trusted us too much, and now we've Higgs nongs does dum dum to snail. You done got snailed. <laughs>